Hey, everybody. It's Tuesday. This is David Campbell. I'm sports manager at Cleveland.com, sitting in for Joe Noga. Uh, as a guest host today, Joe's off this week. And this is today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We're here with Paul Hoynes, who is hunkered down in a courtyard in Florida, awaiting Tropical Storm Elsa. <laughs> Hoynes, how is it down there? I, I know it's uh, the worst is expected tonight, but how is it down there? Yeah, I don't know if this is the eye of the storm, uh, Dave, uh, but uh, it's it seems like I've been looking out the window. That's all I've done so far. There's kind of a light rain falling, and uh, it's gray. It's overcast, but it doesn't look right now. Right now, it doesn't look like the end of the world. So I guess we're 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 lucky. Yeah, and it's uh, of course uh, because of the storm. They moved today's game to tomorrow. It's going to be a a back-to-back doubleheader instead of a day night. They're going to start at twelve ten. We can talk about that later. Um, but you know, the Indians are kind of in a storm right now. It's it's really been um, a rough patch for them here. After last night's nine-day loss to the Rays, they're they're one and nine in their last ten. Um, they have a, a seven-game losing streak going, which is a season high. One thing I was curious about, Hoynesy, is what do you think is the the mentality of the team? I know I know Terry Francona always talks about, I'm worried about today. We're going to take it one game at a time. But this team has been through so much. How do you think they're holding up emotionally, and yeah. how's morale? Yeah, I, I think it. I think they're doing okay, Dave. Uh, you know, we're not in the locker room, so you know you can't really get the pulse of the team yet that, in that way. But um, uh, you know, I think the fact that, you know, they were down 4 nothing, 5-1 to one last night. They came back to take an 8-5 lead. Uh, you know, that shows that there's, there's fight in this team. Um, and, uh, you know, in, uh, against Houston, you know, they got swept by a really a, a good Houston team. But even, you know, the, the, the games were pretty tight. Uh, that Sunday game was, uh, you know, they lose in extra innings. So it's not like, uh, you know, you, you don't see that, you know, exasperation. I think uh, – they're, they're, they're still playing hard. And I think the, the good point here, Joe, I mean, habits uh, <laughs> 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 die hard. Dave is that, uh, you know, they've got uh, Jose Ramirez back. They've got Fran Mel Reyes back. They've got uh, Roberto, Roberto Perez back. That lineup is starting to get to, you know, get a little longer, get a little, a little more potent. And, you know, but when I, as I say that, you know, uh, uh, just as things started to seem to come together again, you know, they, uh, the Indians uh, lose Eddie Rosario. He, lo- he comes out of the game last night with a, an abdominal uh, strain, I think, right now. That's what they're saying. And uh, he could be headed to the uh, injured list. Yeah, and, and it, it does. It seems like well, they get somebody back and then they lose somebody else. It's, it's kind of like they haven't really had a whole team at, at many, many points this season. So, so talking about Rosario, it looks like it might be an abdominal strain. I don't know. Have we heard any news on that and whether that's definitive today or, or what's the word? Yeah, I talked to uh, Chris Antonetti earlier this morning. He said they, they're not going to make a decision until later today or, or, or perhaps tomorrow before the doubleheader. But uh, Terry Francona said – pretty much said that, you know, this is the second time he's done it in the span of like four or five days. And uh, that he thought last night that it was probably headed for the injured list. And, you know, if they do that, Dave, I, you know, they're kind of running out of outfielders. They, they, ran, they already ran out of starting pitchers. And, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, they've got, uh, you know, they've got, uh, 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 they've got uh, Josh Naylor, uh, you know, now, now if Eddie goes on the DL or the IL and uh, so, you know, and Brandon, uh, oh man, I can't, uh, 
there's another guy that there's three outfielders on, on the injured list right now. So if they look down to Columbus, you know, you've got Daniel Johnson up here down there who, you know, who, who's kind of, the, they like him. He came up for a brief trial in, in April, I believe he went, but he went 0 for 9 or something. He did not look great. You've got uh, Connor Maribel, a guy that's uh, not on the 40 man. Uh, Alex Call, a kid they just called up from Double uh, A, and uh, Nolan Jones, their top prospect, who's played, you know, basically a third baseman, but he's played, you know, like 13, 14 games in right field. So it's interesting, you know, anytime there's an injury like this that, that, and somebody goes on the injured list, um, there's always the dominoes of like how the roster is going to be reshaped. Um, and you just went over all that. What do you think, what will the lineup look like tomorrow? Like they have to play nine guys out in the field tomorrow. And I know they moved Zimmer to center yesterday and Oscar Mercado was in left after he went down. Do you think they'll, that'll be how it'll shape up tomorrow or, or will, will it be different for each game or would, any, any idea on how that might fall or is it too early? Well, you know, I know Zimmer's not going to be hitting fifth. <laughs> he, <laughs> right. he, he, he went in for Rosario and, you know, you know, God love him. You know, he, he played, he's, he's really played well in center field defensively, but he is still struggling at the plate. So I would imagine, you know, that they would make some adjustments there that Zimmer maybe would, would bat in eighth or, eighth or ninth spot. But that, that top four guys would probably stay the same. You know, Cesar Hernandez, uh, Ahmed, Rosario, Ahmed Rosario, uh, Jose Ramirez, Reyes, you know, those would be uh, your top uh, four guys. You, you could move Harold Ramirez up to, to, the, to the cleanup spot. Bradley or Bradley because, you know, with uh, Reyes, they've been able to drop Bradley down in the order. So you, you'd be able to, you know, uh, navigate, push those two guys up in the lineup and, and probably, you know, hit Mercado and Zimmer down, down at the, uh, the bottom of that lineup. Yeah, and you mentioned Framil Reyes earlier in the five RBIs last night. How do you think he's been able to come back swinging the bat so well the way he has? I mean, I know he's probably put in countless hours in the cages getting ready for this, but were you surprised with how successful he's been so fast here? Yeah, I really have. And, you know, kind of the tip-off, Dave, was that uh, he really did well on his rehab assignment at Columbus. At Akron, he hit like three home runs. Uh and usually guys, when they go down to a rehab, you know, they just get their at-bats in. They, they don't care if they, you know, if, what the results are. But obviously, you know, Fran Mill was kind of on time down there at Columbus and in, and in Akron, and he's carried it over to here. Since he's come back, he's hitting 429, you know, six for 14, I think, and that's in three games. So, you know, they, they desperately need that. And the five, five RBIs last year, I mean, last night was a career high. So, um, you know, you have to f- feel for, for Tito in this situation. I mean, he's, he's talked about, you know, finally I, our lineup can get lengthened a little bit, you know, with, with some of these guys coming back. And now he's, he's got to shorten it again um, when something like this happens. Um, do the Indians have anything they can do in terms of, you know, playing a different way, trying to run more? Um, I, I don't know. You've, you've, been, you've been obviously seeing this team the whole season and, they play different every day based on, you know, the pitching matchups and things like that. But is there anything they can do to get into the all-star break, you think, um, in terms of style or things they might try to, to kind of compensate for, for what's going on? Yeah, you know, I, I'd like to see him run a little more, uh, Dave. I, you know, you've got Ramirez, Jose can run. But, you know, he's been kind of banged up. Now he's ba- finally back in that lineup. So, and, and Eddie Rosario, would, you know, could run too. But, you know, so he's out. But I think, you know, you've got uh, – 
you know, Cesar Hernandez, you got uh, Ramirez, uh, Jose Ramirez, um, you know, uh, down at the bottom, if you, you know, put Zimmer in there, you know, he, if he gets on base, I mean, he's all, almost an automatic steal because they just can't, they can't throw him out. And, and Mercado can run too. So that might be something they, they would do to push the game a little bit, but they got to get on base. You know? Right. <laughs> you got to get on base to run. Yep. All right. Hey, let's, uh, let's take a break here. Hoynes. I wanted to spend a minute talking about um, our subtext account, which you and Joe Noga, um, run every day. And if you haven't been on this, the easiest thing to do to join, you can just text us at 216-208-4346. That's the number you can text Hoinsey. And if you haven't been on it, Hoinsey and Joe every day, not only will they tell you kind of breaking news, things like the Eddie Rosario injury when those things go down, but more than that, you'll get some really interesting insights about what's going on behind the scenes, um, things that Hoinsey and Joe hear in interviews, um, you know, you know, trade, well, the trade deadlines, you know, is its own separate thing, but you get all kinds of insider information from these guys every day. And it's, it's something that's a really um, intimate way for you to follow along with the beat writers as they cover the team. It's three ninety nine a month. And basically the text coming to your phone every day, Joe and Paul will be sending you insights, news, even stuff before it goes up on cleveland.com. You'll be getting it first and you'll, you'll be in the know. It's, um, it's a great gift for any Indians fan. I know Father's Day has passed, but you always have birthdays and things coming up like that. So check it out. 216-208-4346 is a good way to text us and you can sign right up. It's a two-week free trial and we think you'll like it. Everybody who signs up stays on. Hoinsey, I think we've seen this thing do nothing but grow since we started and um, I think we've picked up about 30 people just in the last month here. So it's been fun to watch that grow. Yeah, definitely, Dave. It's, it's, it's really fun. I think it's for an Indians fan. It, it's, you know, they couldn't ask for more. And uh, it has grown. It, it's, there's more and more people signing on. So it, it, I think people are enjoying it. All right, let's get back to some baseball here on the field. Um, there's a couple things I wanted to ask you about tomorrow. Uh, well, first, let's, let's set up tomorrow's doubleheader. It's a 12-10 doubleheader. The Indians are going to um, put J.C. Mejia on the mound in the first game against Michael Waka, and then Sam Hentges in the second game. And have the Rays named their starter for the second game tomorrow? They have not named them. There's, there's, I think they've got some kid uh, coming off the, D, the, the injured list that's, that's going to start that game, but they have not announced the starter yet. Now, knowing Cash's history, he might start nine different pitchers tonight. <laughs> he might change his mind overnight. We'll see how it goes. But um, what do you what do you want to see from Mejia tomorrow? I know he's been very inconsistent, and um, you know he's been kind of tossed into the fire this season. What are you looking to see from him tomorrow? You know, I, I'd like to see uh, from uh, Mejia uh, the way he pitched uh, his two starts ago in in, in uh, Minnesota. He went into the game, got six in the third innings, gave up a run. It was a quality start. And I really think he was kind of, uh, you know, he, he has that, has a tendency to have that one bad inning, which, which a lot of young starters do. Um, or, you know, if something goes wrong behind him, uh, you know, he kind of blows up. And we saw that against the Astros, uh, you know, in his last start. He, I mean, he had, four, you know, four good innings. He was, you know, he, was, he had a, a 2-1 lead. And then, uh, you know, there was, there was a misplay in, in, in right field. And uh, all of a sudden, the bases are loaded, and he groups one to Jose Altuve. It's a grand slam, and, and it, the ball game's over in the fifth inning. And, you know, I've seen guys do that. We've all seen guys do that. I have saw CC Sabathia do it and, and Cliff Lee, you know. You know it, and it takes a long time to learn how to pitch in this league. 
you know, Sheldon Alcor uh, from the Akron Beacon Journal always said it takes guys like almost five years to learn how to be a successful starter. And uh, I, if you last that long, if you're, if you're lucky enough to stay healthy that long. And so, you know, when, when you see like Mejia and, and Logan Allen and, and Cal Quantrill, uh, you know, Eli Morgan, you know, these guys, they, they really should be in double A AA or triple A. They shouldn't be up here, but they've got no choice. So it, it really is, it's a learning process and it's, it's, it can be painful at times. Yeah, and, and like you said, we've seen that with a number of uh, pitchers that come through. And I guess if there's one good thing that that, that um, the Indians can look at for tomorrow is with, with a couple of seven-inning games and the off day today, that's going to help their their pitching staff recharge a little bit, right? And, it's, and you know, going into the second game with Hentges, you're thinking about a seven-inning game a lot differently than you are in a nine-inning game with, with the pitching staff and the, and the shape it's in in terms of the wear and tear, right? Oh, yeah. These, these seven-inning games, Dave, I don't know if they'll keep them, but they are – totally different to me. I mean, you almost have to start writing from a, from a, a writer's standpoint, you almost have to start writing in the second <laughs> inning. You know, it's like all of a sudden you look up, it's the fifth inning, there's two innings to go. And, you know, so I imagine, you know, it, it really takes a, an adjustment for, to manage, manage those games. And, and for the players too, you know, you've got to really, you're, you're, you've got two fewer innings. No, yeah. Two fewer innings to deal with and uh, you know, fewer at bats and less chances to, uh, come back or, or try to win a game. So it, it really speeds things up. All right. We'll, we'll see how tomorrow turns out. It's going to be interesting. We're going to have 14 innings of baseball and maybe more. You never know. We'll see how things go. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of people on, uh, on social media saying, oh, the, the all-star break couldn't be coming at a better time for the Indians. They can kind of try to get a little healthier, um, get the, get the arms some rest, but like these these aren't just like throwaway games. These next four or five days, you're going into the all-star break next week. Like there's, there's quite a bit at stake. I mean, the Indians are six games behind the white Sox, and they're five games out in the wild card right now. As you said, they're 42 and 40. If, if they don't hold things together here, these next few days, they could find themselves seven, eight, you know, who knows how many games out by the end of the week. Uh, and that's not a place you want to be, you know, coming, coming out of the all-star break. So these are some pretty important games coming up, even though people think they're kind of, that guys are kind of looking, um, you know, booking their plane reservations, <laughs> looking to get a few days on the beach or something. This is a pretty important time. Yeah, definitely, uh, David. And, uh, you know, they really, you know, after this uh, doubleheader Wednesday, they, they come home, they play four against the Royals, you know, going into the break. Uh, the Royals are struggling. You know, this would be a great time to run off two, three wins go into the break with a, you know, kind of a, a good feel because when they come out of the break, they open in Oakland, they, they go to Oakland, Houston, Tampa Bay comes in for four, St. Louis comes in for two and then the White Sox. So it's not going to get any easier. And, you know, they, they, you know, and they don't play well in Oakland. They never have Houston, you know, just swept them. Uh, Tampa Bay is, 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 is struggling, but they're still in second place in the AL East and, and then you've got, you know, you start a three-game series with the White Sox in the last two games of July. So, you know, it's really, this is a critical time. They've, they've got to play well. They've got to kind of, you know, end this losing streak. And, and, and you know, Kansas City is, is, plays them, always plays them tough. But this would be a good, this is a good way for them to go into the break if, you know, they can kind of get their act together and win, win that series. All right. Um... I don't know. Is there anything else you want to go into? We've, we've covered a lot of ground today. Anything else on your mind you want to talk about? Indians, baseball, other? You know, I was wondering about, uh, you know, I think we're seeing, Dave, um, you know, just the strain on the bullpen a little bit now. 
you know, uh, uh, last night uh, Shaw came in for the second second straight day, you know, pitched an inning in the third, but you know, gave up a home run to to Yandy Diaz, kind of, uh, you know, the, you know, and that, you know, and that, I think when you're seeing him pitching multiple innings in consecutive days, you know, that's that's a sign that they need some more length out of their their rotation or their you know their middle guys, and we saw Class A you know, get beat again for the second straight night. We haven't seen that happen. And he got the double whammy. He got the uh, the loss and the blown save. And he's, what, 11 for 13 in save situations. So he's usually, he's pretty good in those situations. And I think, you know, Tito used him for two innings Sunday and he took the loss in extra innings. And he comes back and uses him again last night. So, you know, I think you're just seeing guys, you know, you Eventually, even uh, Tito's going to run out of pitchers in the bullpen. I mean, he wants to have – he's got 14 guys, but I think, you know, guys are going to – they're starting to get a little worn down. Yeah, and, and we're only in early July, and, you know, it, it's it's been something to watch this team hold it together. I mean, you go down the list of injuries and, with Bieber and Savali and Reyes and, and Jose Ramirez has missed a few games and the police act situation and, and Perez and, like – the fact that they've that they've been able to hold together this long, hey, you know, if, <laughs> Yankee. I mean, uh, Indians fans tend to be pessimists, I think, by nature, but they're ahead of the Yankees still, <laughs> so yeah. they have to feel good about that. And given everything they've been through, you get the sense that the best baseball of this team is still ahead in the second half if they get everybody healthy and get get things moving in the right direction. They've been through so much, and actually, it might make a good post. Like, um, you know, should we, we should? I, I wonder how many man games they've lost compared to the rest of the league. Um, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah you know, like it, it, I'd be curious to see if they've lost about the same more or less because it's been, it's been a, just a never ending battle to hold this thing together. And um, I think they're doing about as well as they can, you know, when you look at it. So definitely. And, and the, the one, the one positive uh, sign that that rotation might be coming back together, uh, Dave, is that uh, police act is going to start Thursday against the Royals. Now it's going to be a limited start, probably 60 pitches. I don't know how, if it'll even reach five innings, but that's the you know the the one the first guy of the big three coming back into the fold. I don't know when Savali and and Bieber will be back. You know Savali's playing catch. Bieber still hasn't hasn't picked up a baseball. Uh, but uh, you know I think we could see those two maybe late July, early August. But the fact that Plesek's coming back, uh, he'll start Thursday. He'll go to uh, go out to Goodyear over the break and throw a simulated game, and then start Sunday against uh toronto i mean uh oakland, oakland. Out in oakland. so they're going to keep him out west and just let him stay in arizona and then go right to oakland from there it sounds like right 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 all right well thanks for the time hoinsey i know you're uh, battening down the hatches for the storm there so you stay dry uh it's going to be an interesting couple of uh, two three weeks here for the indians we'll see um, we'll see how things go together with starting with the double header tomorrow so stay dry and we'll talk to you soon. And uh, thanks to everybody for listening to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll talk to you later.